We are three best friends living on three corners of the country. Wifing, momming, boss babing, and honestly, just trying to keep our shit together. Anyway, I'm Allie. I'm Alicia. I'm Elisa, and this is A3 Life. Our fun, funny, and informative lifestyle podcast, where we will be speaking on how to be fearless, authentic, and relentless in all areas of life. Enjoy the show. Hi, guys. Welcome to this week's episode of A3 Life, where we have a very good friend of mine, Miss Valera Long, here. And we invited her to join us because our most popular episode when we ran the numbers for our one year anniversary was my Tommy Tech episode. So it told us as a group that uh, you guys are interested in, in I don't know, what enhancement, mm-hmm. self-improvement, uh, plastic surgery, all those things, and you want like people that are going to be real and honest and candid with you. And I shared my whole journey like live on Instagram. Valera has shared her whole journey. like She did like a countdown, like two days till titties. <laughs> like, she was like so open and honest and that's what we want here. And, and so that's why we invited her to join us and share so that you guys can get another dose of what plastic surgeries are like, what the process is like, how you go through making the decisions and all that stuff. So Valera, welcome. Thank you. So I know Alicia has like about five bazillion questions. (laughs) And Alicia, you are currently Alicia Cowart right now. So, Oh um, my. Um, <laughs> but, um, I know she has a ton of questions. So, Alicia, do you want do you want to start asking Valera some questions? Yes, girl. Yes, <laughs> I'm like I have all the questions. See, I'm like the one who has to take my time thinking about stuff, and then I stress about it, and I like have every scenario in my head that would be like that could go wrong or why I shouldn't do something like. Everyone thinks I'm crazy and then I'm just wild to just jump at stuff. But really, that's Allie. That's not me. So, <laughs> like, Allie literally was like, so I think I'm going to get a tummy tuck and then scheduled her. I swear it was like, just went right <laughs> in. I'm like, what the hell? I have been contemplating this for like a couple years and I still don't know. Like, so to, to have like a second person to just really ask all this stuff to. It's so exciting. Well, Valera's really kind of like that, too. She's scared of everything, like her own shadow. Yes. So let me just say that, like, if, if she can do it, anybody can do this it. This is true. <laughs> it's really not that scary. But also, I think we should back up and say, Valera and I live in about the same area, within 40 minutes of each other. And so, when, and we're friends. So when I started getting mine, she started asking questions and she mm-hmm. actually had co- a consultation with my tummy tech doctor. And then I had my breast done in June and then she had a consultation with that doctor. And I think some other consultations mm-hmm. too, and you can talk about that. Um, but yeah, so we actually ended up going to the same doctor for, for boobs. Mm-hmm. So we'll like get to all that and like how she made those decisions and stuff. But I thought I should at least mention that like we kind of <laughs> went through the same process. Um, at different times so okay so you know I mean let's just start off like why like what what was it that made you want to do this you know I think like it's so funny because as women like for one we can be like such judgy judies and Mm -hmm. like we you know we we really judge ourselves honestly like we judge ourselves and so then we look at other women to either make us feel better about ourselves or make us feel worse I don't know we're always looking and poking and whatever. And I think a lot of times, like as women, I mean, I've heard it when it comes to, you know, plastic surgery and stuff, they're like, Oh, it's so, you know, why do you want to be fake? Or why do you want to this? Why do you want to do that? Or you just don't love yourself. You're not secure. And I, I don't really think that that's actually true at all. I mean, like to me, I love who I am. Like I'm not even in the best shape of my life. And I'll tell you what, I would have no problem walking down that road naked if you asked me to. Okay. okay. Yep. She's seen it. And so it it has nothing to do with that. I love who I am, like actually love who I am, my good, my bad, like this is who I am and I'm proud of it. But at the same time, I also love makeup and I love my pink hair and it's not real. Like I figure, you know, like if the bar needs painting, paint that damn thing. I don't know. Like I just, I, you know, I think that, you know, if you can do something that, that makes you feel better Mm -hmm. about yourself, gives you the, you know, the the image or the self that you want like what's actually wrong with that there's nothing wrong with that I don't think I think a person should have the option and the right to decide for themselves what they want for themselves Mm -hmm. you know so so what was it 
Well, I had lost my weight since I had my daughter. I gained a whole lot of weight. I got up to 245 pounds and I got down to wear like a goal weight for me. Like you said, like you're never really like, once I hit my goal weight, I'm like, okay, what's another goal? But I got down to like a comfortable goal weight for myself. And then my skin kind of was just there. I had the mom belly. I've had two kids. With Hadley, I had a C-section. And if you know anything about C-sections, you have like a pouch, or I call it like a fold or a pocket. And they you wreck can, your body. Yes, you can literally <laughs> work out, be the fittest you can be, and you're just never going to get rid of that just skin that just sits. And I was sick of feeling my skin fit, sitting on my lap. I was sick of cringing when my husband touched me. He had not seen me naked in over four years. And I was just done with that. I was ready to be comfortable and feel good in my own skin. Um, and I wasn't comfortable with myself. I had zero like confidence. Like if I were to go out, I'd make sure that I had like the best spanks. I would never go out without those. And it was just getting to the point where I'm like, okay, enough is enough. And I just, I just had to bite the bullet and just do it. And I was terrified, but I'm very glad that I did that. And I think that like to see your results and they looked really good. <laughs> I think that like, you know, it's it goes back to like, you know, you were talking about the barn needs painting, paint it. Well, like, you know, you could live in a house and it'd be your dream home and have everything you need and the countertops are perfect mm -hmm. and you your family all fits in it and everything's vibing and is perfect, but the outside looks like a total dump and you hate and it makes you cringe to pull up to that place. Would you ever hesitate to repaint your house right. or remodel? No, you wouldn't hesitate because it makes you feel good. Um, it doesn't mean that things on the inside aren't going well. But what it doesn't isn't going well is like she said her husband hadn't seen her naked in over four years. That could wreck a yeah. marriage. And and if you can do something that mentally makes you feel better, that is gonna improve your marriage and improve your overall quality of life, then freaking do it. Yep. Like I don't care what it is, you know? That's how I think. I'm like, I just, I don't know, you know, and I, I mean, certain things happen. Like when you age, you know, like certain things change. I'm sorry, but it just does. And yes, we're all going to age. We all have, you know, you know, from having children, things happen, but like, I don't know, man, if I could be like 80 or 90 years old and still be kind of spicy and like have, have my lips, you know, your lips kind of shrivel up when you get older. So listen, I have no problem with pumping up some lips and I just, mm -hmm. A person should have the choices they want. If, if you are, if you are not happy with the way your breasts look after you've had children, I have nursed some babies. Okay. Yeah. Mine were like, <laughs> and then it was like it was, that's not good. I don't want to look at that. I don't, don't want to look at that. So, you know, like, I mean, you know, if you're not comfortable with yourself, you know, there's, there's mommy makeovers. I mean, listen, there's vaginal rejuvenations. You want to have a Beverly Hills vagina, go for it. Like there's, I mean, whatever you need to do for you, I just think that that's, that's the right as a woman that you should have. And I think, you know, like, I think women have like this false thought that like, you just must not love yourself or that we're, you know, teaching other women that, you know, they shouldn't be happy in their own skin. And I actually think it's completely the opposite. You know, like, I think this, this is very empowering and very strong and it's very much taking control of who you are and saying, no, dude, like I, listen, I want this and I'm going for it. And controlling the narrative, because I think it's the opposite by being open and honest and yeah. saying, here's what I had done and here's why. Mm -hmm. And I think that is what's going to be the change in kind of like the stigma behind plastic surgery. Like we personally, the three of us know somebody who has had plastic surgery in the last year, multiple procedures and hides it <laughs> and claims that it's something else or it's this or that. Yeah. It's just working out really hard. And that is part of the problem with plastic surgery. And so I think that people that are brave enough to come forward and say, here's what I did and here's why mm -hmm. is what is going to make this less taboo and more of a um, thing to be proud of and excited about for other women as well. Yeah. I, I love that. You know, and it almost gives my brain like a whole new like thing, you know, like if I were to have it done, to be honest, like I would want to be in a better physical state. I would want to bust my, you know, bust my ass and probably be about 25 to 30 pounds down and be in a better shape. So to me, like even putting something like that out there, like, you know, I, you know, I'm really contemplating a tummy tuck and blah, blah. And I want to see where I'm at when I'm at my ideal weight, what I look like and decide from there, you know, like, I just, I don't know, like I applaud you for being open and for sharing. Cause I think a lot of people 
are very unsure. And again, there's like that stigma, like, oh, plastic surgery. And like, what are you trying to look like Kim Kardashian? For one, bitch is hot. So for, two, for two, yes. And for three, that's none of your business. I'm a, you know, like I think, I think as women, we have to give each other a break. Our bodies go through things that men's bodies will never go through. A man does not carry a baby. He doesn't get a stomach open, pulled out, or push one out of his vagina. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll never know, ever. You know, and a man will never know what it feels like emotionally being insecure if, you know, your body used to look like this and now it looks like this, you know, it's like, you don't even recognize yourself after children sometimes. I mean, even, you know, like me, like, and I'm really proud of who I am. I'll look in the mirror and be like, what the actual hell? (laughs) What just happened to me over here? You know, I mean, it just, it just happens over time and babies and everything else. And we, we as women need to give each other some, some grace and some slack. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Tell us about the actual process um, from you made the decision, you knew what you hit your goal weight, you knew what you wanted done. Um, talk about some consultations and those experiences and then how you landed on your doctor. So I kind of lived like vicariously through her. Like I saw like how it transformed her and just how amazing she looked. And like you said, like when you see somebody that looks like that, you're like, I want all the things. And then she did moves. I'm like, hmm, I'm going to add that too. <laughs> So um, I went to her tummy tuck doctor and I kind of have to like jive with somebody like they have to speak my language and they have to, you know, show me all the things and kind of made me feel like I wasn't good enough. And she had to change all these things about me um, to make me fit her standards. Um, And she just like, like I said, she'd rub me the wrong way. And I had another consultation, a virtual one with another doctor and he kind of it was almost kind of like he was trying to just get like the most money out of me and not like giving me what I wanted, like my hourglass and all of that. And then I went to um, Dr. Flanagan, which is who did her breast, and I love him so much. Like he shout out Dr. Flanagan. Um, and he, like I said, he was just speaking my language and just telling me all these things. And he's like, "We're going to have to tell you you need to put clothes on, and your boobs are going to be popping." And he was just like melting my soul. And I was just like, take all my money, set this date, and I'll see you there. And he just like iced the cake for me. Why do I love that he was telling you that you're gonna that people are gonna have to force clothes on your body? Literally, he was like, you are not going to want to get dressed, and he's right. Yeah, he uses like this colony. I know it. He's like the best marketer ever. He yeah. uses like all the right words, yes. like uh, cleavage and sexy and curve side boob. Side boob. Just, like literally, he was like, he makes my heart pound a little yeah. hard. I get to see him on Thursday. For that. Yeah, she has, she has an appointment on Thursday. Like we both show up together, and I'm like, "Hey, Doctor Flanagan, remember me?" <laughs> both of our side boobs. Look at our matching boobs. <laughs> so, I mean, in comparative, did you guys go similar in size? Is it totally different? Did you get the same implants? Did you like what, like what, and what made you choose those implants? I'll let you tell that story because you haven't asked me what implant we have. So I'm a copycat. Like I said, I literally walked in there. He melted me like ice cream on a hot day. And I just said, whatever's in Allie's chart, do that to me. <laughs> but I only wanted 480 cc because my boobs were tiny. Um, maybe a, I might fill out like a 32B, maybe. And that was like a boob, like you said. <laughs> and, yeah, I nursed two kids. I nursed Hadley until she was almost two. So that took a toll. Um, when I was nursing her, I had like a 32D. So I had some boobs and then they just like, so um, went with like a 480cc is what I was expecting, got out of surgery and he was able to put in a 535cc and you're what, 590? 590. Um, so I had to message her like four days post-op. I'm like, how many boobs do I have? Yeah. Like, told me all these things. But they gave like a surgery card and it's just, it's so cool. Uh, but yeah, I'm copycat. <laughs> Just like take Allie's file and do all those things to me. He's like, okay. listen, yeah. If you see something you like, yes. it and you're like, yeah, I want that. I mean, yes. listen, I just tagged Allie earlier on this video of this girl's butt. Yes. I think I stared at it for like an hour. I'm like, somebody else has to look at this thing. <laughs> it's like, I mean, if I were to have something like that, then I'd be like, could you? Everyone, come see this. Come here. 
my god so i mean if you see something good and juicy and you yes. know you love it be like could you just put that over here yeah <laughs> fine yeah, yep. that, that, that was a funny story when she messaged me. She's like, what boobs do we have? <laughs> <laughs> That's how little I wanted to know. I knew what hers looked like, and I had her sending you pictures, and I'm like, okay, boob update. I'm like, okay, if Allie's older, just take that in surgery with us and do all the things. So I literally knew not – I didn't know what I was getting. I did try them on in a bra um at my consultation to get like an idea of where i wanted to which be. does really no justice it doesn't because what i put on when i put the 590s mm -hmm. on i walked out of there going i really hope we decide not to get the yeah. 590s mm -hmm. they looked so big because they were on top of like your yeah. actual mm -hmm. boob whereas we both went under the muscle so that kind of like holds them down and like makes them look real whereas when i put the sizers on i was like oh yeah. no girlfriend mm -hmm. these are way too big and i picked um 535 or 480 or something and he basically when i came in the day before my surgery he was like well i'm doing 590 so you might as well just get over it and i was like oh god <laughs> i'm so glad like every day i say it all the time i'm so glad i didn't go any yeah. smaller and she said the same thing today <laughs> she's like you know so that's glad. the number one thing i've heard with boobs if any regret people always wish they would have gone bigger which yeah, is you get like boob breed, and what I was just telling her, like you literally get obsessed with them. And you're like, what would they look like just a little bit bigger? Maybe <laughs> like two sizes bigger. And she's like, you don't want to go through all that. I'm like, probably not. So. Well, and you know, Dr. Flanagan was like, again, shout out Dr. Flanagan, Jasper, <laughs> Indiana. Um, so he it was really good about explaining though, like about the size depending on um your yes. shoulder width mm -hmm. and like how broad you are. Mm -hmm. And the reason he did out, oh, the reason he didn't go any bigger with mine is that the 650s would have been like really yeah. wide. So like I would have had side mm -hmm. boob like out to here versus like here, yeah. you know? So then your arms, you can walk around like a line. Yeah. Your arms would be like, oh, like look how these boobs are coming through. <laughs> yeah, because like you hear, like that seems like a big jump from 590 to 650. But then he also explained that it's literally a shot glass yeah. full of fluid is the difference between her implant and my implant and then my implant and 650s. So, I think that was another thing that I loved about him. He said that when you got up there on the table, he would size them to you. Like, you just yeah. like make them fit your body to where they look like they're natural, that fit you. And I really love that. Yeah, I was excited about that. But everybody said that freaked them out because I said, oh, no. he told me he was going to put the implant in, mm -hmm. in and then sit me up. Yeah. And somebody was like, are you going to oh. be awake? I was like, no. <laughs> what? No. He <laughs> But like that freaked them out that they would like sit you up. I'm like, no, I, I love like, that. Yeah. I want to know like mm -hmm. sitting up what they're going to look yes. like, you know? So he's perfect. Mm -hmm. Shout, he's out. perfect. Shout out Dr. Flanagan. We love him. Oh, <laughs> Why do so I love him? I don't even know him. <laughs> so, um, so you talked about um, meeting with my tummy tuck surgeon and not liking um, her plan, but mm -hmm. she also had a different plan of action for your boobs too, right? Because she is, yeah. um, the reason I didn't get my boobs done with her, I don't know if I even mentioned this in my episode, was that she doesn't, she's one of those doctors that's kind of trying to get away from mm -hmm. implant usage and they want to use fat transfers and grafts to do breasts and um you know maybe at some point down the road when medicine like really 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 advances if there is a better option maybe that's something to consider because some people do get i haven't had any trouble with my breasts and my implants but some people do have trouble with them um but fat grafting mm -hmm. and transfers are just not where they need to be for boobs yet. Um, I haven't seen a single, and trust me, I did the research. Like I looked into everything, especially after I had a consultation with her. Um, and there, it's just not there yet. That, that process is just not good. You lose like 65% of your volume um, because the fat dies. And, and then a year you have to go back in and get it done again. And I just, and from my experience, I don't know, maybe somebody out there has had a different experience, but that was her plan of action for you. Yeah. And she wanted to do a breast lift. Yeah. 
which but, was not necessary. Yeah. And she wanted to do same for me. She wanted to do the full anchor, which anybody mm-hmm. that is listening that doesn't know, there's like three or four different types of lifts. Um, there's a lollipop, there's a crescent, there's, um, I don't know. I can't think. And then there's the anchor, which is a full, like a, a significant mm-hmm. surgery where they really cut you open and yep. make an anchor incision, um, on your breast. And I was like, I'm at the time yeah. I was 27 years old. And I'm like, I mm-hmm. don't want mm-hmm. those scars. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she had that mm-hmm. picked out for you as well. And a fat transfer. Mm-hmm. And she didn't want to put any more than if, when I said I didn't want the fat transfer, that was not my plan. She didn't want to put any more than a 400 CC implant. She wouldn't even talk in things with me. Yeah. So very like super different experiences. So going from her office to Dr. Flanagan's office, like what was his plan of action for you and like what you ended up getting? (laughs) Well, I said, pull your folder and do those things. So I literally, I'm walking in there like, I hope I look like Allie. I hope I look like, (laughs) that's all I knew. Um, But he... Literally, I told him like everything that I went through with her doctor, talking from the tummy to the boobs, and he like kind of like lost collar. He was like scared that somebody would be out on like his field, like doing those kinds of things to people, uh, because she didn't want to do the anchor. She wanted to remove the nipple completely, um, tear into my muscle, tie my muscle up to make my boobs higher, and then do a lipo 360, and she wanted to do it on my legs too and my arms. Um, to put that into my breast. So that's a lot of pain and recovery to go through for something that's not going to last you like a year, maybe two years if you're lucky. And I am only 28 and I don't need, like she said, all the scarring and my boobs weren't in like a bad, like a sagging place. They just needed to be filled up, but she wouldn't even um, talk in things with me. Yeah. Um, and that's like a, a major a major, major thing with him, with me too. So when I decided I would not be going with her, I, I am happy with my tummy tuck mm-hmm. for me. Um, but when I decided I wouldn't be going with her for breasts, um, I have, I think three other consultations before I met with Dr. Flanagan for breasts. And, um, one of them said I might possibly need a small lift and every other doctor said I didn't need a lift. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, you went from, you know, with her, you and I both, she was going to do the full, like the full Mm -hmm. major, major lift on the both of us, the biggest lift you could get. And then immediately following, we each had consultations where they told us we didn't need one. So very like differing opinions on it, which is why I always am like a big proponent of, if you don't know somebody that's had a procedure done with somebody to do several consultations, Mm -hmm. um, because, I mean, Matt, like that was Dr. Flanagan's major thing was thank God you're sitting in my office mm-hmm. before you let somebody put a yes. scar on you that you didn't need. Like mm-hmm. those are verbatim his words. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that was one thing I liked about him, too. He also said he will do the minimum cut. Like my incision is literally hip to hip. It's like this long, maybe. And it's not even going to be visible like within a year. Like it's going to be completely gone. And they also give you some scar cream and you just like. I don't even know how to explain it. It would be like taking like a paste maybe and just sealing it. Yeah. Yeah. Literally put it on there and go like, you don't have to do anything special with it. Um, one thing that I do is like massage it. So it doesn't get like hard. Like where I wish I could show you guys, but I've got garment on that I'll wear for like probably three more weeks. Um, like where it comes together. I don't know if you guys have had stitches or staples or anything, but you get like points right here where it comes together. And I don't want those to be hard, so I do just massage them um, and then use my scar cream. But I literally, like, I look down and all I see is a beautiful, tiny little new belly button, and I don't even notice my scar. Like, it literally is, like, not even in my mind. But so he wanted me pretty, to It's pretty thin. The scar is pretty it's thin. Really, it's literally, like, the, like, if you rip out a sheet of paper and, like, look at it like this, it's literally just, like, a beautiful cut, just very so do you think that that is, um, like, doctor art, per se? Do you think, like, that's just, like, you know what I mean? I do. That's your doctor's hand? Mm-hmm. I really do. I'm in a couple of groups. Um, I wanted to be in tummy tuck group, and I wanted to be in implant group. And there are some girls on there that I just, like, it breaks my heart because they just go to these doctors and they don't do their research. I didn't do their research. I just did. I did it all. I did this for her. <laughs> I did all these things and I trusted her. So I knew if she would go under the knife with somebody, she trusted them. 
So like she said, if you don't have somebody um, who you can kind of like connect yourself to, definitely do like Facebook groups, um, Instagram, you can follow all kinds of different people. Um, but I've seen some girls where they just, they've been like botched and it breaks my heart. Um, but definitely like she, like she says, do your research <laughs> um, or just leech onto somebody who looks amazing. Or message me. I'll <laughs> just take the alley package. I have <laughs> had so many consultations and done so much research and I've been in so many Facebook groups that so just message me. Mm -hmm. I can probably tell you the doctor to go to yes. in your state and area. Mm -hmm. Like I've sent Alicia links. I'm like, this doctor's like two yes. hours from you. Go see him. Like I'm that person. Now my mind is like already made up. Like some one of you guys better have a bedroom for me somewhere because I feel like I need to see Doctor. What is his name again? Flanagan. Flanagan. You do. Yeah. Doctor Ryan Patrick. He just, <laughs> just sound amazing. I'm like, oh gosh. You're gonna see him and be like, why are these girls like in love with him? And we're gonna be like, he's so fantastic. It's like his language. He just is just so like. I don't know. Something happens in my soul when I go there. I don't know. I don't know. So how has recovery been? Because that is Miss Alicia's biggest fear here, other than results and, and not getting mm -hmm. what she wants. Um, I think it's a lot of people's concern that they have to take time off of work, which obviously we yeah. work from home. It doesn't, but you could probably tell somebody like how long you have needed to take off work if you need, if you would have been working a regular job. Um, but that's obviously a big topic is recovery. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So talk to me about recovery. So recovery. Um, I, mm, I did a Molly makeover. So I did boobs and belly all at once. And no lipo. Yeah, no lipo. She had lipo. And I feel like that's what really got her. If you guys have watched her episode for like her pain wise, her swelling, her bruising. Um, I have only personally ever had one bruise. And it's it literally is still here. Oh, yeah, I Can see, see it. it. Just a little and one. it showed up, like, uh, two weeks post-op. I wonder what still, that's from. Isn't that like weird? Like, pushing and pulling. <laughs> yeah, isn't that insane? Um, but it's still here, and I've had it since, like, two weeks post-op. Um, but that's been my only bruising. I do have some still mild swelling. Um, I would say the worst part of it was the tubes, the drain tubes. Um, one thing that I would do, the whole tubes thing sucks, and some doctors are doing, like, a tubeless um, tummy tuck. I wouldn't want that because you look at those drains and you see all that stuff that's coming out of your body. I'm weird about stuff like toxins and all that filth being stuck in my body and storing elsewhere. So I would definitely not do tubeless. I would just tough out those two weeks. How long did you have? I feel like you had one like eight weeks. Yeah, I had one um, that was, I think it was 10 weeks I had that tube um, because they went to take it out and because um, I wasn't getting the mm -hmm. fluid. Uh, once you get below a certain fluid amount, then you can get them taken out. Um, so it wasn't getting any fluid. So they went to take it out and realized that the stitch had come unstitched. Mm -hmm. And that was why I wasn't getting any fluid as it was all just releasing into my stomach oh my word and so that's why I had so much swelling mm -hmm. and like I had this pain that was like gas pain yeah. but it wasn't gas mm -hmm. it was all of the fluid that mm -hmm. was building up in my stomach from my tube not mm -hmm. being in the right place so they had to restitch it and I had to have it for like mm -hmm. another I don't know like six weeks I guess wow yeah he removed mine uh 13 days post-op um you have to be under the I think it was like 25. 25 cc's of fluid, yeah. Under the 25, you get two drains. Um, and mine were just above my pelvic bone, um, which I really like to place it because I still wear pants and just put them in. And they give you like, um, I don't know, they put like a Velcro thing around my waist and they like hooked onto it and they just stayed there. Um, so the tubes were kind of annoying, um, but they went away fast. Um, but I would not want those because all that stuff would have just stayed in my body and I would have the swelling and all that yuck. Um, so if you were, do you have scars from the, where the tubes are? I don't. And it's like goes into where I would like have like a pubic hair and I don't see anything. Um, I still do have a scab. Let's see. I got them removed about three weeks ago and I do still have a scab on like one side area. Um, but they're just like right above my pelvic bone and I don't have scar from where the one scab came off. I don't have a scar there. Um, Mine didn't scar either. Yours when mm -hmm. you're growing. Mine were in my groin, um, but there's no scar there. I mean, it was such a small mm -hmm. incident. I mean, you have to think that like the tube was yeah. less mm -hmm. than like the width of like, or the yeah. circumference of your pinky finger. So the slit that they made was tiny, like, mm -hmm. not even a 
I don't know, maybe a half an inch, but I mean, really small. It just sounds so bad. I'm like, oh gosh. It does. And honestly, once the tubes were out, I was like a whole other woman. So like she had said before, I'm literally like, I'm scared of all the things. I don't want any trauma. I don't want to be startled. I don't want, I don't like it. I just want to chill. I just want to do my thing and just, you know, don't, don't scare me. You know what I mean? Um, I was terrified to get in the car. I was terrified to shut the door. I was terrified to lift my leg up too far. I was terrified to bend all those things. Right. And as soon as my tubes came out, I'm getting in the car. I'm shutting the door. I was like, really? Those tubes were in your head that much. It's totally not even a big deal. Now look at you. Like literally a five minute different. Um, but they removed my tubes 13 days post-op and it felt kind of like maybe worms coming out of my belly. But it was literally was done both sides, maybe 30 seconds. Maybe. Yeah, I was gonna she say. was like, don't touch my arm and look that way. And I kept looking in the mirror. She's like, stop looking in the mirror. I'm like, I can't quit looking at my boobs. She's like, okay, look at your boobs and I'm just going to take these out. And I said, okay. And she just literally grabbed them out, grabbed them out. Like, it was it nothing. Felt I, was like, I felt like. It felt weird. In my belly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's a good explanation because my incision's way further. Mm-hmm. And so I felt that feeling, but like in my but almost really it was like a, just like a tingly yeah and my mom like when she had breast cancer she had two but literally mm. her tube was like this big around like probably an inch around it was gigantic oh. so she's like it's gonna hurt mm. so bad and it's gonna burn and I didn't have I didn't burn no mm. burning sensation no pain Mm-mm. taking the stitches out when I unstitched them that was worse than them pulling the tube out I didn't get to experience this. So three days post-op, they want you to take a bath, right? Or a shower. And I get her on the phone. End of month, the last day of the month, she has like a bomb-ass business. who has got a huge team running here I am. But naked, calling her while I'm on the toilet. I don't know what to do. I literally video called her. I'm like, I don't know what to do. She's like, you need to cut all your dressing off. You need to untape it and get all that off and just get in the shower and get dressed and go lay down. So I'm on the phone with her and I look over at her as I'm cutting my gauze and I just cut my stitches. I just cut my tube stitches. I said, well, what happens if my tubes come out? She's like, you don't want that to happen. But I just, I cut my stitches and they just stayed in with a nice suction. So I didn't get to experience that. I did it myself. Got that out of the way. Thank God she was high on pain medicine. Yeah. That probably would have really hurt. Yeah. I'm like, my stitches just got cut. I'm like, have like huge, like kitchen scissors, like. Cutting yeah. all this stuff off. Cut your stitches off. She and she had yeah. staples, whereas I didn't have I staples. Did. Mm-hmm. And so here I'm sitting up like 40 minutes away thinking, why the fuck did I not get in the car and drive up? Like she just cut. I'm like, I'm thinking she's cut her staples out. What the hell is happening? You know? <laughs> so what would be the difference? Like, why did you get staples? I don't know. And he never talked about that. I think that might have been, do you think that's like what really threw me off? Like, yeah, I expected to just be like, have like the glue or whatever it is that they normally put over it. And I would gotten that all off and had her like propped up on my dresser as I'm taking everything off. And I think that's what kind of like triggered me because I like wasn't expecting it, but I had them with my C-section. So I like knew how they felt. And it felt similar. And like when I would go to get up, if you've ever had like staples down here, you know, like when they like pull or like tighten or um snag on something I felt that up to my shower day so I kind of like maybe had an idea but I didn't know and she never talked to me about um but she kept saying sutures and when I hear sutures I think of the tape like the the butterfly tape or whatever so I just envisioned that and I think that's maybe yeah I think that's maybe what got me um when I had opened it and saw all of that, I'm like, oh my God, now I have to clean all this. Um, but I think that's really like kind of what got me. But I don't have like, I've seen some people like where they get like st- or staples in their head or on their arm and they have like the dot dots. Well, you didn't have them in that long. No. So that helps. Yeah. I, I got them removed four days post-op. Yeah. That's like really fast. Yeah. And I had 12 stitches in my belly button, and those got removed 13 days. They got removed the same day as my tubes got removed. See, it's so funny, like, how different things are. What? Did it hurt getting the staples removed? No, I don't even have any feeling here anyways. Um, I would say maybe if I did feel it, it would just feel like if you just, like, pick up on your – or just pick up on your belly and just drop it is what I would say that I would compare it to. 
I'm all passionate yeah. myself. Yeah. And you have to remember that like she also had pain medication mm-hmm. was involved too. So that changes things a little bit. Mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah. you know, she just got her pain pump taken out. Mm-hmm. She still had prescription pain pills. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, like, even when I didn't, like, when I, I think I got from my C-sections, when I had my staples removed, it was, like, two weeks mm-hmm. post-op. Even that was, like, not mm-hmm. painful. And I have a gi- I had a gigantic C-section scar, like, the size mm-hmm. of your tummy mm-hmm. tuck scar as well wow. as my C-section. I was oh, hit on my C-section because Brogan was an emergency, mm-hmm. so they just, like, sliced yeah. me open and didn't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... It's just so funny how different it was because, mm-hmm. like, my scar is significantly larger than hers. I mean, it goes back to my butt cheek um, on both sides. Underneath, it's underneath my hip bone, so that's nice. Um, but it does go back to my butt cheek, and I didn't have staples. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any stitches. They did internal stitches that dissolved and then glued me, and then I didn't even have stitches in my belly button. Really? No. Um, now, he re- did my hernia mm-hmm. surgery, or Dr. Flanagan did my um, hernia repair that I had to have done for the second time, um, and then that's not a doctor problem. That they told He told me specifically that's a knee problem. I have bad connective tissue in that area from gaining and losing and gaining and losing weight, um, so that's a connective tissue problem. Um, but he did then, uh, stitch me uh, when I had my boobs done. And that was the first time I had stitches through this whole process. Belly button or he did here? No, my belly button. Yeah. And I didn't have stitches underneath my boobs. I had one little tie thing that he cut and pulled out. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing that's where he did the internal and then just like yeah. something out here. Um, but we had a piece of tape that I couldn't get off here and I'm like, we'll leave it. Because I'm not trying to like poke a boob out. I'm not going to cut anything else off that's not supposed to be cut off, right? Um, so he just removed that and just like pulled out like right here underneath the boob and just cut something and then cut here and then just took my tape off. Um, but I didn't have what I expected my belly to be was what underneath my boobs is. It's just like a fine little bitty line, like you can even see. It's like this long. Yeah, so she called me and like we went through this whole process of her um, taking all because it's a lot of bandages, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a lot of they want to make sure that any seeping of fluids any bleeding is all under control. So it's like a lot. It's a lot of tape. It's a lot of bandage. It's a nightmare. And that tape is so mm-hmm. fucking mm-hmm. sticky like like she was saying she literally couldn't get it off of her belly mm-hmm. or between her boobs mm-hmm. you know imagine trying to take it off of an incision so we went through this whole process and she sits there and finally she goes i think i'm gonna go to bed i said what happens if i don't wash it she said nothing you're fine because i passed out what three times when i was with you i lost color yeah i and i've done that for the whole three days like as soon as they woke me up from recovery i passed out like I'm very sensitive to everything. I have super low blood sugar. They had me on a sugar pump because my blood sugar dropped too low during surgery and all of that. So my body was like, what the hell did you just do to me? Um, but I, we got that all off. I didn't cut out my stitches. And I looked at her, I'm like, what happens if I don't do a shower? She was like, nothing. Get dressed and go to bed. Yeah. So I did. Really <laughs> right. Next time, time Valera has a surgery, I'm just going to drive. Like, I'm yeah. just going to hang up the phone and just drive to her house because... <laughs> Terrible. Clearly, she cannot handle herself. No. And Josh was talking to me. He's like, just take that off, take it off. I'm like, you've got to shut up. Please go get my phone and call Allie. <laughs> I don't want to talk to anybody. He's like, do you want to call your doctor? Shut up and call Allie, please. <laughs> Like you're like, yeah. okay. so he like FaceTimes me. He's like, Valera wants to talk to you. <laughs> um, okay, so we talked about showering. You should shower, what was that, three days? Yeah, days? they wanted me to shower three days. Three mm-hmm. days after you can shower. Um, you got your drains out at how many days? 13. 13 days post op. Um, garments. You're still wearing mm-hmm. what garments? Are you wearing? Yeah. Hold on. Really before we hit up the garments thing, because I know I'm going to want to like watch this episode. Actually, no, I won't. When it comes to that time, I'll be like, what am I supposed to get? And I'll just ask Allie. So, yes. um, but one thing I do want to ask is, so Allie, you had said that your incision went and wrapped all the way back. Do you think that's doctor's choice? Because doctor was trying to do that to Valera too. Yeah, so and Valera actually had this talk with Dr. Flanagan too because um, he offered her like a trying. What was that? So he wasn't sure if he was going to be able to get me down enough. So he wanted to do like a V cut, and then as I lose weight, be able to um, pull it down more and in office procedure, pull it down more and just even that out. 
Um, but I was able to lose almost 10 pounds from my consultation date to my surgery date. And he was able to just pull me down all the way. Yeah. So, and, and I actually had this talk with him too, because I have a spot on my mm -hmm. incision that is really wide mm -hmm. and I was concerned about it being a keloid, mm -hmm. um, which would mean I would have to have, if I wanted to a, um, an incision, a scar mm -hmm. repair mm -hmm. procedure done where they basically cut that piece of skin off mm -hmm. and then pull me down some more. Um, and he said that like in, in my case, I probably needed that mm -hmm. procedure, um, where they give you a V and then and pull you down more and more as you lose weight. Um, but I lost the weight afterwards. And she said that she pulled me so tight that it's basically like a, um, like a stretch mark on my incision line. So that's why that one spot is so thick is that, um, it, it, she, she took off every bit that she could take off and probably more than what, my weight mm -hmm. at that time would allow and it kind of gave me like a stretch mark mm -hmm. so um her version of the v was to go all the way around with it um instead of doing like a v cut mm -hmm. with me if that makes sense so it was like that's her version of the same problem if that makes sense how to fix the same problem so really i mean in hindsight or, or whatever you'd say um you really should probably be at your opti you know, optimal weight, don't you think? Oh yeah, they tell you, and I knew that going into it. I knew when I went into it, I was not the weight that I wanted to be, but it was such a mental block for me that I, I was like, I don't care if it means in five years I have to redo this because right. I have excess six skin. It has to happen mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I would also advise, like, follow the doctor's, yeah. you know, decision. It worked out well for me. Mine doesn't, even though I've lost 15 pounds since then, mine doesn't look bad. I don't have loose, hangy skin. Mm -hmm. But I can't tell you, like, what somebody else's skin would do. Mm -hmm. Maybe my um, elasticity has improved mm -hmm. or whatever. You know, I don't know. I didn't have like super thin skin mm -hmm. to begin with, if that makes sense. I didn't have like, you know how like women get the boobs and they're like tube socks yeah. and their mm -hmm. skin is like really thin. Well, sometimes people have that like on their tummy. Like I know you said that your skin mm -hmm. was really thin on your mm -hmm. tummy. Mm -hmm. I didn't have that. And so that may have played a, a, yeah. a part in how, even though I've lost weight after my surgery, it still looks good. Um, that may make a difference, but yeah, they want you to be within, I think, I think Dr. Ruby told me, my tummy top doctor told me within five pounds of your ideal weight. Wow. So basically I would have my, uh, work cut out for me. <laughs> Mama's got to get busy if I'm going to get that. Tummy tuck. Oh, God. You should have a consultation though, because you may find that like a doctor, since you like want the booty, like maybe a doctor would tell you like liposuction and a BBL first and then have a tummy tuck. You know what BBLs I mean? scare me because people die from those things. That's like the, that's a scary person. I feel like you have a great butt. What do you want to do to your butt? She wants it bigger. Oh, you have a beautiful butt. <laughs> Well, it just, it's okay. So you don't like, listen, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I agree with you, but <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I'm not going to lie. I like it too, but no, like it, it just, it shapes it perfectly so that it's like a, you, yeah. know, you know what I mean? So it fills in all the gaps of like the, blah, 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 you know, what's that machine that <laughs> doctor said that he could do on your side? Oh Maybe yeah. That would be good to like, it's like a, sculpt it's like a sculpting thing. But it's the one that works versus the one that doesn't work. Yeah. There's one that doesn't work that they tell you works. And then there's one that like actually works. Mm -hmm. And it's like a sculptor. Like it gives you that shape. Because I wanted that done for my inner thighs to like shape those up a little bit. Maybe you should look into that. I don't know what the fuck it's called. But... I feel like it's something. It's something. Yeah, one, of my butt, one of my butt cheeks is bigger than the other one. So <laughs> I swear. I swear it is. One has a one has a bad attitude. One has a bad attitude. One has a bad attitude. It is sassy and it needs to get under control. So I have a thigh. I weighed. I measured myself for my training last week, and I have a thigh that's an entire inch bigger than the other one. Yes, and I did hear that like that happens a lot, like with your legs and thighs and butt. But yeah, my significantly. <laughs> okay, bigger. so garments. You are how many weeks post op? Uh, five weeks and three days. And you're still wearing your garments. Mm -hmm. 
your bra garment and your tummy garment? I wear my bra one to sleep. I don't like sleeping without it. My boobs get like super pissed off if I'm more laying back in like a 45 degree <laughs> angle. So I last week started just laying down a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. Um, I'm still sleeping in the recliner only for like my personal safety because I've got humans that like to sleep in my bed and the last thing I need is like get kicked in the boob or kicked in the stomach um, or something like that. So I am still in the recliner um, for my mental well-being um, and I do still sleep with my bra on and I am in my compression at least 23 hours a day. I'll take it off to shower, dry everything out. Try on some cute clothes and then I'll put on my garment again and put on my pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> so how long do they recommend you wear the garment? Is that the same one you came home in? And like, I mean, how does that work? Like what's so I came home in a boxer. You do those boards, right? Some people do the, like these boards or something. Yeah, I see that more with like lipo, don't you? Yeah. Like the boards. I feel like that's a shaping. Yeah, thing. yeah. Yeah. Um, I had thought about getting one. I have like a little bit more swelling, like above like my pubic area. Um, I have a little bit more swelling there, but I think that's from not laying back as much as I should be, and that could be something in my head. Um, but I intend to lay back a little bit more to see if that um, loosens that up down here. Um, but yeah, I would say the boards are for like lipo and that kind of thing. I've not had them or had put them in there. Um, but your doctor sent you home in a like a faja and a binder, right? Yeah. I just got sent home in just a binder. Um, he didn't put a garment on me, just the binder, but he did give me a bra um, that I wore two weeks. And then I don't have to wear a bra anymore unless I sleep. Um, so I do still sleep in one, and I wear my compression um, at least 23 hours a day. I hate not having it on. I feel, I don't know. I feel kind of like uh, I don't breathe deep enough if I don't have it on, if that makes any sense. I kind of like it just... I like the compression. Some people, it drives the nuts. They can't stand to wear them. Me, I'm like, I don't want to not wear them. It didn't bother me at all. Just, I was the same way. I felt like almost more like at risk or mm -hmm. something of hurting myself. Because yeah. it, it's always... You're like I move with purpose with it. Yeah. I, I wore it longer than I had to because I felt like... It was just a reminder. Mm -hmm. Like I would feel yes, it and I go, "Oh, yeah. don't do that." I agree. You know, like mm -hmm. it was. It helped me to like make, to not do things I wasn't mm -hmm. supposed to be yeah. doing, or move too mm -hmm. fast, or you know, anything that you're not supposed mm -hmm. to do right off, off the bat. Yeah, like I'm still not supposed to like move from side to side. Like if I were to drop something, I couldn't lean onto the floor and grab it. Like those kinds of things. And like she said, it gives you like that conscious mind, like move with purpose. And if you feel like this is keeping you from doing it, then don't do it. Um, and I also like this one. It's like helping shape my belly button. A lot of girls put like a marble in their belly button or um, gauze or cotton ball or something like that. My doctor never said anything about it. He said the faja will do all the magic. And it has. <laughs> yeah. Back and, oh, yeah. So it has these. Like a corset type thing. Is that what you call it? Yeah. Yeah. Like so it has a corset type clip. So it kind of clips yeah. that. Down, down, down. This thing here. Well, let me get this all undone. So it has a corset over the top of like a girdle almost type thing. Can you see this? Yeah. Like you step into it like this, but this thing like goes into your belly button perfectly where it just like helps shape it for you. So you don't need to be like packing your belly button with stuff because this thing just. Like yeah, you don't want it to close up. You don't want your belly button to close up because I've seen that and it looks very strange. Yes. So I get this to the tightest that I possibly can. And it's like I can't get things tight enough on my belly. Like all the girls are saying, uh, when did you tighten your faja? When did you know you could do it? And I would say if you can breathe in it, yeah. have it there. If you can sit down and still breathe, yes. fine. Yeah. But <laughs> I just love these because it has those um, – like if you don't want to wear as much compression, I would say once I get into like week seven, I'll start loosening this up a little bit more. So I'm like not using it as a crunch. Um, but for right now, I want it as tight as I can get it. And I want to wear it always. Like if I could shower with it, <laughs> I would be showering in it. Um, but it just pulls down right above here. Um, it does not do well in the dryer. So don't dry them. Um, but I feel really good in it. Yeah. And I, if you do do boobies at the same time, I had to cut mine to like personalize it because I don't want that like cutting into my incision. Yeah. Things underneath your incision are, are sensitive. Feel very good. Yeah. And I even used mine 
like once I started working out really heavily, I put my that binder that she has on now back on mm. because this, for the same reason, mm -hmm. as a reminder of ooh, like yes. that hurts or if that feels like that's stretching, then that's mm -hmm. telling me I shouldn't be doing that mm -hmm. thing yet. So it was just kind of like a comfort and a reminder mm -hmm. that I needed to slow down. And when did you start working out? Um, I think I waited six or eight weeks. Mm -hmm. What did you start with? I started with just walks. Mm -hmm. Now, I maybe started start walking more like four to five weeks mm -hmm. um, and then probably started back in the gym like week seven mm -hmm. or so. Um, but I, start, I did start right off the bat lifting weights. Um, once I did the walking and stuff, I just went all the way down to like bar only, mm -hmm. like five pound weights and like worked my way back up. Mm -hmm. So. Blair, did you say that you have started working out yet or no, not yet? Nothing. No, I try to not maybe move as much as she does. <laughs> that girl, trust me, I'm like, oh, do we really have to like sweat? Like, I don't like that wet stuff coming out of my skin very much. Um, and I also don't want to sweat in this. I'm super paranoid to like get infection or mess something up. Um, yeah. Like, I still can't lift my arms up above my head and that kind of thing. Um, so I'm really scared to like start feeling myself and start really working out and then like, oh my God, I just messed something up because I wanted to sweat today or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I have started like the walking and that kind of thing. Um, I'm just, I'm like you, I'm super paranoid. I don't want to mess anything up. I don't want to hurt anything. I don't want to have to get something fixed or whatever. Um, so no, I haven't. Mm, I so what what was the reason that you didn't have to get the lipo or whatever? Did did you does your body just not carry a lot of fat? Did you like what, what would be the? Yeah, no, I didn't have like anything to pull back here or like I can't even like pinch onto anything. Um, and I would say like being at your goal weight or feeling like at your lowest weight would play a big key in it. I honestly don't know that she needed lipo. I never seen like anything on her that was like, oh my gosh, you probably share lipo with your tummy tuck. Um, so what made you do lipo? Um, I have just like the bra line mm. or whatever, and I didn't actually get my bra line lipo. They just did my love handles, and she told me that the love handles would fix the bra line, that it would like pull all of it, and that's not true. Oh. Um. So I don't have love handles now. And the good thing is, is that I don't like now that I've had lipo in that area that sucks all the fat out and you mm -hmm. don't regenerate fat cells. So I won't ever have fat mm -hmm. in my, in my love handles again, which is kind of mm -hmm. nice if I ever do gain weight or something. Mm -hmm. At least I know that I'm not going to get love handles, mm -hmm. but it didn't fix my bra line. So that's still a problem that I actually still have. Mm -hmm. So you'd have to go through lipo. I ain't doing it again. There's mm -hmm. no way I would do lipo. <laughs> it's, it's a hard pass. Mm -hmm. So was the lipo the worst, you think? Oh, yeah. Was, I would say definitely lipo is what got her. I was on pain meds day four. It was, the only thing in between us different is I didn't do lipo. It was awful. Awful. I, I couldn't stand longer than, like, two minutes. I'm not exaggerating. My back hurt. It was it was my back. Like, I didn't have a whole lot of pain in my incision. It was my back hurt so bad. I feel like it's just such a violent procedure. It is. Have you ever watched those videos? I mean, they're God. just, like, jerking that it's thing terrible. around. It can't be. Like, what's safe about that? I don't know. So, like, you searched our doctor, and they were doing a butt lift, and it had killed somebody, right? Yeah. From the jabbing? The jabbing, yeah. See? It jabbed, um, it jabbed some of the, like, so they, they do the same motion mm. and the same thing with putting the fat back into you as they do taking it out. Mm. It's like the same tool. They just reinsert it or whatever. And they they were doing this BBL and this lady, they injected it by, with that vigorous motion, they opened up like an artery in her butt and injected fat into it and it went to her heart and killed her. And it wasn't, this isn't like, this is a girl that like had been active in one of those groups that I'm in, one of those tummy tuck groups. And all of a sudden, like it went radio silence and people were like, wait a minute, what's so-and-so's update? Like, how's she doing? And then they found out like a, a sis, her sister, I think, got on her Facebook account and came into the group and was like, don't do BBLs, blah, 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 blah. Oh, this killed my sister and like told her whole story, like did a video wow. and told the whole story on her Facebook page. Yeah. 
So it's violent. It is a violent act, and it hurts. And then you have to think, like, they're taking this. If you've never seen a lipo tool, go Google it. It's this, like, long rod, literally, like a long rod, and they just shove it. And when they're shoving it, they're, they are um, taking the connective tissue and pulling the muscle and the connective tissue away from your skin. And so, because they're going in between those layers. And so then eventually, not only is that painful that they're jabbing you with this thing, then that stuff has to come back together. So once you are done with the pain of the stabbing, um, you get like nerve pain and shooting like numbness and like, like if you've ever had sciatic pain, I had that, but in my back, like it would shoot pain up my spine. It hurt so bad. Would you opt out of that if you had to do it again? If I were to do it all over, I would not, especially because I didn't, it didn't do what my initial intention was. For whatever reason, she wouldn't lipo just my bra line area. She would only do my love handles. And she said that would fix it and pull everything down and pull all the fat out of the whole back. And that did not happen. Mm. So especially since I went through all that pain um, and didn't get the result that I wanted, I would probably opt out of the lipo and because it cost me another like two grand just oh my my back word. yeah oh so talk about pricing i mean what did you guys each pay i'm for so your jealous of valera because valera literally got her entire mommy makeover for the price i paid for my tummy tuck that was another thing that read me the wrong way about her doctor i felt like she just kept like putting in all these things to like make more money. But when I went for this consultation with her doctor, it was like when the whole COVID stuff was happening. So it was almost like she was kind of like scared what was going to happen to her business. And she like wanted to shove in as much as she could. And they still to this day call me and check on to see if I want to really? get a, book, a day book for my procedure. You're like already done. Oh yeah. So I just like walked in. Um, <laughs> but she would just like nickel and dime me like every single thing. Um, and just kept doing like the lift, the 360, the lipo, and the arms, legs, and um, in my back. Like she wanted to do it everywhere. Can you imagine what my pain would be like? I can't. I really um, can. And it was like 25 to get all that done with her. $25,000 to get that done with her. And she just wanted to like redo my body to what she wanted to do and literally voided out everything that I walked into her with. Um, and then I had heard that she was going with another doctor, and I'm like, jump on the alley train, and I'm going to go there, too. Um, and I did um, the boobs and the tummy tuck with complete muscle repair um, from literally right here all the way down to, um, like, past my belly button. Completely rebuilt all of that. Gave me, like, a very beautiful hourglass shape, like, took in everything, removed 85% of my belly, gave me a new belly button. Um, and I got all that done for 14 to everything done with him. And that's including like paid the anesthesiologist. It paid, um, the center that they treated me at post-op, everything. My labs covered everything. I've literally not got a bill for anything else. I even got a refund from my nurse. I did get a refund, um, from the anesthesiologist. Yeah. I didn't need him as long. Yep. I got a refund from the, I think it was the anesthesiologist as well. Mm -hmm. And I literally got that all done in exactly three hours, like to the dot, three hours. Yeah, and my yeah. boobs took 30 minutes, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Are you dead? Did you die? Did we kill you? <laughs> I died. <laughs> That's a great price because I paid 12, I think, for my tummy tuck. For the same thing she had done plus life. Mm. Minus the boobs because I got my boobs done separately. Oh, I'm a, oh, yeah, it's a big difference. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, wow. Huge. Shout out to second doctor. <laughs> yeah, Doctor Flanagan, we love you. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. I think this has been super informative. <laughs> like we got lots of good questions answered. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Um, if you to wrap up, if you could give anybody advice that's listening, um, what would it be? Maybe like two or three to like top tips for either the process, the dis however, whatever tips that you want to give. Mm -hmm. I would say if you're somebody that's like taking it around and thinking maybe you'll do this, you're scared of what people think of you, 
one thing that I've learned throughout this journey of my life, if you're worried about what somebody thinks about you or worried about their opinion, they are not your people. They are not your niche. You owe them nothing. You do you and feel good from the inside out. So if that's anything that's stopping you, um, don't worry about how people are going to judge you because once you feel good about yourself, you're not going to care about those things. Um, another thing, one thing that I would say, I did have my grandma helping me for, she was there for almost two weeks. And that was mainly because I was paranoid about my tubes. So like I could literally like, if I lift a finger, I'm going to hurt myself. Um, so I did have my grandma for two weeks to help me with my kids. I do have two tiny humans, um, seven and three, who I felt like I couldn't personally care for, like wiping butts and giving baths and doing laundry and those kinds of things. So if you have somebody that can be with you for at least the first week, definitely um, do that. And then just listen to your body and don't overdo it. Yeah, I think those are good tips. Those are perfect tips. <laughs> okay, well, thank you, Valera, for being here yes, and being so open and honest. Like, it is so refreshing to have um, another female step in and be honest. Like we've been really blessed to have awesome guests and everybody just be so cool and honest. Yeah. And, and I love it. So thank you for sharing with us. I know it's like a, it's weird to talk about your tits on, <laughs> on a live podcast or any other place, but um, it does like we get the best feedback mm -hmm. from these type of episodes. Yep, I so love it. thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Um, and thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode of A3 Life. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for joining us this week on A3 Life. Make sure to join us on Facebook and Instagram at A, the number three life, Inc. And check out our online shop at A, the number three life, dot biz.